Hey there, I'm Daphna Chazen, and this is the Down to Earth PCOS Nutrition Podcast. On the show, we talk about managing PCOS using proven strategies, ditching diets for good, and balancing hormones naturally. Let's get to it. Good news on the podcast today since we're talking about a natural supplement for PCOS that seems to be very promising and have good research to support its use with PCOS specifically, and that is berberine. So you've probably heard about berberine by this point. What we'll talk about today is exactly what it is, how it works, who it's for, and I'm also going to share how berberine compares to inositol and even metformin since they do all have similar benefits, and there are studies that have compared these three so we can use some real data here, which is always exciting. Before we jump in, I'm going to give you my two disclaimers about supplements. Number one is supplements are just supplements. They're meant to supplement your food plan and your overall healthy lifestyle. So they can't really replace doing the work and getting the foundation set. And there are plenty of episodes if you scroll back where I talk about what that foundation is. Of course, this is something I teach inside my programs in detail and I walk you through it. I actually help you implement it. And supplements are kind of like at the tip of the pyramid. So they're not something that we can rely on unless we've already done some work as far as nutrition and movement and stress management and improving sleep and all of those very foundational things for PCOS and hormones in general. Okay. So that's number one. Supplements are just supplements. They can't really replace doing the work. And then number two is What you're going to hear here today doesn't replace medical advice, okay? So if you're considering berberine supplementation or any other supplementation for that matter, it's best to consult with a healthcare professional, someone who knows you, particularly if you have underlying medical conditions or you're taking other medications, okay? So it's never a good idea to start something like berberine or any other supplement on your own. There could be interactions, there could be other factors that you're not aware of, and only a medical professional can help really see the bigger picture and recommend what's right for you. So let's do this the right way and stay safe so that you can fully reach the benefits of berberine without any risks or side effects. Okay, are we good? All right, so why are we talking about berberine and what is it? Well, berberine is a natural compound that's found in actually a lot of plants, and that includes the barberry plant, which actually I have in my backyard. I didn't realize it. It's like a bush. It's a shrub that grows pretty commonly in forests and areas where there are a lot of trees, like here in New Jersey, the Garden State. And berberine has been used in traditional medicine for centuries, okay? So it was used in both uh, Chinese medicine and Ayurvedic medicine that both of these types of practices are mostly seen in countries like China and India, where use of herbal remedies is more common than here in the U.S., although it's getting a little bit better. We're definitely in a trend or a pattern of merging both Western and Eastern medicine, which I think is great. But in recent years, even though berberine's been around for a long time, it has gained a lot of attention more recently because of the potential health benefits that were seen. 
And you may have come across berberine on social media and in the news recently. And again, it's mentioned as something new and super exciting and novel, but it's been around for 5,000 years, okay? So it's definitely not new. I think the reason that berberine has recently gained more attention and popularity is because it's known as nature's ozempic. And of course, ozempic and those medications are very much talked about everywhere right now. And we're going to talk about whether that's really true and how does berberine compare to things like metformin, not so much ozempic, but how does it work for diabetes management, for weight management and other things? Okay, so before we get into the benefits and what it does in the body, we need to know how it works, right? What does it actually do? So berberine has a few very specific mechanisms of action, and that's essentially how the supplement works inside the body. The first thing that it does is berberine can really help muscles use up more sugar from the bloodstream regardless of your insulin levels. And that's really good news for women with PCOS where insulin resistance is of course an issue. So that means that even if you have a degree of insulin resistance, berberine can help your cells let that sugar in more easily. And that's a great thing because we don't want glucose, which is blood sugar, to just hang out in the bloodstream. We want it to get into the cells because that's when it's used for energy and burnt off. And that's exactly what we want your sugar to be used for. Okay. So on top of that, we know that berberine can also reduce how much sugar is stored in the liver. Okay, so a lot of times when people have insulin resistance, a lot of their sugar is either in the bloodstream or it's stored for energy because the body can't use it properly. And that over time can lead to fatty liver. It can lead to a lot of issues, including prediabetes and diabetes. So with berberine, what we know is that your body is able to use glucose versus save it up. And again, it does that almost regardless of insulin's action and how sensitive the body is to insulin. So that's a really huge benefit. Another thing that berberine's involved with, and it's related to insulin and glucose regulation as well, is help activate a certain enzyme. And we're not going to get into all the chemistry and the enzyme work and all of that because A, it's boring and B, it's hard to understand. But this enzyme is called AMPK. Okay, it's AMP activated protein kinase. You definitely do not need to know this, but this enzyme plays a really big role in energy metabolism. So when it's activated and berberine helps to activate this enzyme, again, it improves insulin sensitivity. It allows your cells to respond better to insulin. So it's making you and your body more sensitive to insulin. And this can help, again, lower blood sugar levels and manage conditions like PCOS and prediabetes a lot more effectively. On top of this, berberine also has very well-known anti-inflammatory and antioxidant properties, and that should immediately ring a bell for you as a person with PCOS because we know that inflammation, chronic low-grade inflammation, is a big driver of PCOS symptoms. So berberine can help reduce inflammation in the body and that not only improves PCOS symptoms, but it can reduce the risk of certain chronic conditions like cardiovascular disease, even certain cancers, as well as diabetes. And the way that berberine does this is by neutralizing harmful molecules that are called free radicals. Maybe you've heard of them. Free radicals damage cells and they can, you know, also damage skin. So a lot of times in 
commercials for skincare, you'll hear it quenches free radicals and makes your skin youthful and less prone to damage. That is what free radicals do. They cause damage to cells and skin and other areas of the body. And berberine can contribute to minimizing the effect of those free radicals. It kind of neutralizes them. And that really, again, slows down the development of chronic diseases as well as aging. Okay. So berberine, it's got superpowers as far as the mechanism of action in the body. We also know that it helps improve gut microbiome. So the gut microbiome is like the collection of bacteria in your digestive system. And those microorganisms, there are ones that are friendly, there are ones that are less friendly, but we know that Berberine has antimicrobial properties that can help combat the harmful bacteria and parasites in your gut, making your digestive health a lot better. Okay, so we're going to talk a little bit about all of these things, but in a nutshell, that's how berberine works in the body. Okay, so now that we know how it works, let's talk about the benefits. One of the amazing things about berberine that I've seen from the research I read is that it really seems to address the three drivers behind PCOS symptoms, which are insulin resistance, inflammation, and high androgens. Berberine touches and improves upon all of these. So let's break it down. We talked about improved insulin sensitivity. So I don't want to go too much into detail about this, but Berberine has been found to be very effective in making your body more insulin sensitive, which is particularly relevant to you if you're dealing with cravings, fatigue, weight gain, brain fog, and even anxiety, which are all things that are related to the overproduction of insulin and the ability of the body to use it properly. Plus, these things are indicative of poor blood sugar control. So the regulation of blood sugar levels is really important to reducing and controlling those symptoms. And berberine shows very promising results with that. And that is partly why it's called nature's Ozempic. Ozempic, even though it's used off-label for weight loss, is not a weight loss medication, right? We have Ogovi and other medications that are now indicated for weight loss, but Ozempic originally and still today is a diabetes medication. And so because berberine is known to help prevent and manage diabetes, it was compared to Ozempic. And studies have indicated that berberine can effectively reduce not just your fasting blood glucose levels, which many women struggle with. It may be very hard to regulate your blood sugar levels in the morning, and you may have higher than normal readings only in that time of day. So if you're someone who already developed prediabetes or diabetes and you're seeing higher fasting blood glucose levels, that's pretty common. They're kind of pesky. They're a little bit harder to control. Berberine has been shown to be effective and useful for that. And of course, the diet has to come first. So that goes without saying, but not only is it effective in reducing fasting blood glucose levels, it's also been shown to be effective in reducing your hemoglobin A1C. Okay, sometimes referred to as just A1C, that's a measure of your long-term blood sugar control. So let's just divide this up here and explain the difference between checking your blood sugar and checking your A1C. So when you go to get your labs done, usually doctors will check your fasting glucose. That's a snapshot in time. It shows you what your blood glucose, what your blood sugar levels were at that particular moment in time when they took the blood. 
when we look at A1C, it gives us a bigger picture. Your fasting glucose doesn't really tell us what's happening long-term outside of that initial, that specific moment, right? When we look at A1C, it gives us a three-month average of your blood sugar control. Hemoglobin A1C is a protein that attaches to your blood sugar, and it has a half-life of about three months, meaning it lasts longer in your system so we can use it to measure what's happening with your blood sugar. Okay, so hopefully this makes sense. So when we look at the A1C, it's a measure of your long-term blood sugar control. It shows us how your blood sugar has been in the past three months, and that's obviously more information and more helpful in understanding, is your blood sugar mostly in the right range or do we need to do something about it? Okay, so... This is partly why the comparison between berberine and ozempic, but we do know that berberine was seen to help both with fasting blood glucose levels and your A1C. Now, one recent study that I found showed that berberine and metformin have similar effects on reducing insulin resistance and fasting blood sugar, but actually berberine was better. It was superior to metformin in reducing total testosterone levels and improving blood lipid and body fat distribution. So metformin and berberine worked similarly in reducing insulin resistance and blood sugar. However, berberine did more than that. And even though metformin is used to manage PCOS and reduce testosterone levels and also reduce cholesterol sometimes, berberine was seen more effective than metformin in that. Okay, so let's talk about androgens. Androgens are your male hormones, and testosterone is, of course, one of them. And in this study, when they compared berberine and metformin, what they saw is that all groups lowered total testosterone. So metformin and berberine were both effective in reducing testosterone overall, but the berberine group had a more significant increase in something called SHBG, sex hormone binding globulin, which is a protein that is made in the liver and it controls the amount of testosterone that your body tissues can use. So the bottom line is that when you have higher SHBG, okay, you have less of a negative effect of androgens. You're gonna see less testosterone acting on your skin cells to cause acne, less testosterone working on your hair follicles to shrink them and cause hair loss. So overall, this is a really big benefit. So both metformin and berberine lowered the testosterone, but berberine did something extra. It increased SHBG, which is a protein that helps kind of control testosterone. It kind of makes it less androgenic. It keeps it under wraps and prevents it from really impacting your body negatively in all kinds of ways in different types of tissues. Okay. So that's a really, really big benefit. And by the way, if your doctor never measured your SHBG, your sex hormone binding lobulin, now it's time to ask them to do that. The next thing I want to talk about in terms of benefits is cholesterol reduction. Berberine has shown big promise in reducing total cholesterol and LDL cholesterol, which is often referred to as bad cholesterol, quote unquote, and triglyceride levels. So 
people with high triglyceride levels, high cholesterol levels are at higher risk for heart disease. And we know women with PCOS are also at high risk for heart disease. So if you have both PCOS and high cholesterol, this is something that probably needs to be worked on and addressed. It's a big priority because it puts you at elevated risk for cardiovascular events. Now, what we know is that berberine was also helpful in increasing HDL cholesterol, which is the good cholesterol. So that's very protective against heart disease. And we saw in studies that when berberine was compared to metformin, there were more significant reductions in total cholesterol, triglycerides, LDL, and higher HDL with berberine. So Across all of those parameters in the study that I've read, berberine improved the lipid profile the most when compared to metformin. I mean, isn't that amazing? Berberine is totally natural and its function is very similar, if not better, than metformin. Let's move on to talking about weight. So what we see in studies is that there's some research that suggests that berberine may aid in weight loss and body fat reduction, but more is needed. These results are not conclusive. The studies are not great, but what we do know is that berberine is helpful in reducing other parameters that are related to improved health, like waist circumference and waist to hip ratio. Those two measures are pretty important because they are indicative of how much fat tissue or how much weight someone is carrying in the midsection. And we know that people who carry a lot of their weight in the midsection are at higher risk for chronic diseases. So it's less so about the number on the scale or how much someone weighs, it's more so how they're carrying their weight, how it's distributed in their body, and how much of it is in the waist area. Okay, so one of the studies that I saw showed that after 12 weeks of using metformin, berberine, and myo-inositol, which I also did an episode on, so scroll back if you're interested in that, but those three agents, metformin, berberine, and myo-inositol were compared for 12 weeks, and all three of them showed statistically significant improvement in waist circumference, but when they compared the clinical parameters and they looked between the groups, what they saw is that there was not a huge difference in BMI and weight overall. So what that means is that all three of these medications or supplements were helpful in reducing weight somewhat, but it wasn't that significant. So weight loss specifically is not something that we can necessarily expect from taking these medications or supplements. But what we do know is that waist circumference decreased significantly and was the most reduced in the berberine group compared to metformin and inositol. Okay. So what that means is that the greater reduction in waist circumference and waist to hip ratio means a lower risk of disease and overall improved metabolic health for those people. So that is a benefit even without changes in weight or BMI. So we're going to put weight and BMI aside. We're going to think about how is weight distributed? Is it something that we need to be concerned about? Because when someone carries the weight in the midsection and their waist circumference is really high or their waist to hip ratio is high, meaning they have a wider section in their midsection versus their hip area. Okay. So usually there are 
various body types that are talked about, and this is where the difference is. So some people are more apple-shaped when they're carrying the weight in the midsection and their waist-to-hip ratio is high. And then there are people who are pear-shaped where they're carrying most of their weight in their hips and thighs and buttocks, right? So two people could be at the same weight, but if they're carrying the weight differently, their risk profile for diseases and their metabolic health is likely very different. And so what we can take away from this study is that the weight changes weren't significant, but the waist circumference reduction was significant and it was best in the berberine group. The other thing that berberine was seen helpful for is gut health and reducing inflammation. So berberine has been found to have antimicrobial properties, which can help combat harmful bacteria and parasites in the gastrointestinal tract. And it really has shown promise in managing conditions like diarrhea and irritable bowel syndrome, as well as gut infections. And also in terms of the anti-inflammatory and antioxidant effect that berberine has, this could be really beneficial for things like diabetes and cardiovascular disease, which we know are inflammation-related diseases, as well as certain types of cancers. So we even know that women with PCOS who have done IVF and took berberine had improved life birth rates compared to when they took metformin. So we do have that comparison as well. And so the benefits of berberine in that department, if you will, are documented and they're significant. Now, of course, it goes without saying that you need to be taking the right amount of berberine, you need to be monitored while you're taking it, and you need to take it for a limited number of months before you can evaluate if it's right for you. So who is it really for? There are many different scenarios that I think berberine can be beneficial in. And when clients work with me privately, I help create a customized supplement regimen for them. So they're not just taking random shit and peeing out the supplements. Okay. That's not what we want to be doing. We want someone to build a supplement plan for you. That's going to supplement what you're doing with your food, cover your bases, fill in the gaps and really help you take your results from great to amazing. Okay. That's what I always tell my clients. This supplement that we're going to introduce after several weeks of working on your nutrition is going to augment. It's going to optimize what you're doing so that you can feel the best that you can feel, okay? But here's what I'm gonna say. I've done a lot of research on inositol and all the other supplements that are recommended for PCOS. If someone's just getting started and they want to work on both their metabolic health and reproductive health, meaning you want to regulate your cycle, maybe even conceive, and you want to also manage your weight cravings and energy levels and reduce diabetes risk, you may want to start off with inositol. Inositol is more well-researched as far as PCOS, and it can be beneficial from both the metabolic and the reproductive side. But I'm going to say that if someone's already experiencing increased blood sugar, high cholesterol levels, and maybe they're even already taking inositol, they can try to add berberine and see if the effect is positive. Or if you're someone who's been on inositol, and sometimes I have people tell me, I don't know if it's working or not, you should know. If you've been taking inositol for a long time and it's not working, it's time to change things up or see why it's not promoting your health and giving you benefits. So if 
Inositol doesn't seem to improve your symptoms. You may want to try and switch to berberine, try something different. Again, I would say that if someone's cholesterol and blood sugar are trending up, berberine can be a really good option. Okay. Now the good news is that like I mentioned before, metformin doesn't seem to have any real benefit over these two more natural options, except for the fact that financially, of course, if you have your metformin covered and it's not costing you much every month, there's a cost benefit there because supplements can be expensive. But we do know that they're just as beneficial, if not more so than metformin, and they usually cause less side effects. With metformin, there are always digestive ramifications and, you know, usually cramping and diarrhea are common. So we see less of that with inositol and berberine. It can happen, but it's usually self-limiting and it's not something that becomes a chronic issue, which it can be with metformin. Now let's talk about safety. Berberine is generally considered safe. I have looked through and through the internet. I have read the studies. I have looked at a lot of different scenarios and it is safe for the most part. Of course, it can have interactions with certain medications like blood thinners or anti-hypertension medications. So again, consult someone. If you're taking medications and you're worried, you need to consult someone before starting. Do not start before someone can review that for you. And like I said, some people may experience a little bit of gastrointestinal problems like diarrhea or an upset stomach, but this should be self-limiting. It should resolve on its own and it shouldn't become now your, your new normal. That is definitely not what we want. And we also know that we shouldn't be taking berberine at very high doses because it can cause liver damage and digestive distress that's more significant. So the upper limit for berberine is 1,500 milligrams per day. That is the absolute max that someone should be taking, and they really shouldn't be taking it longer than six months unless you've discussed it with someone who is a healthcare professional and you are being monitored. There are studies where berberine was seen to have a negative effect on digestive health and liver function, but those studies have used very high doses of berberine starting at 4,500 milligrams per day, which is three times the upper limit. So that's definitely not recommended for anyone at any point. Okay. The bottom line is speak to your functional medicine practitioner, doctor, or dietitian about berberine. You are welcome to reach out to me if you'd like help with your nutrition and lifestyle changes and get the coaching and guidance to get you to your goal, whatever that may be. We're going to work on supplements. We're going to look at your labs. We're going to do the whole workup for you so that you can feel like you're really being taken care of. And of course, you have me in your back pocket with daily chat support and coaching calls and email check-ins. And so when you work with me, we really take care of everything you need to know and how you need to practice your habits so that you can be successful. You can come into my coaching program where I really help you figure out all of the best food and supplement plans for your body. And over the next few weeks, you're going to hear more about the programming that I have for the fall. I hope you consider joining us and really getting to work on your PCOS in a deeper way. I'd love to have you. I'd love to help you and get to know you a little bit better. 
Thanks again for tuning in today. I hope you enjoyed this conversation about berberine. I'd love to hear your thoughts. And I would also love it if you left me a review. If you're finding helpful nuggets of information on the show, please take a few seconds to leave a written review and a rating for me. It really helps me get the show out to more people, spread the word and reach more people with PCOS who need help. Okay. So take a few seconds, leave a review and I will see you here again next time.